All right, so welcome everyone to War Diplomacy, your trusted podcast on international relations and geopolitics. My name is Fabio Almada. Uh, I'm sure you remember my voice. I'm talking uh, to you live from Brussels uh, back again after a nice summer in my hometown in Mexico City. And today I am hosting a really special episode in collaboration with uh, Young Professionals in Foreign Policy, which is a volunteer nonprofit organization that seeks to educate and influence the next generation of foreign policy leaders. Uh, with uh, cross-sector dialogue and, and interaction with current foreign policy leaders. Uh, I've been honored to be part of this team for the past year, and I must say that it's a great initiative that really does bring the youth closer to the circles of high-level diplomacy and international affairs. So really recommend the, the organization, and there's branches in, in New York, in Washington, D.C., here in Brussels, in Tokyo as well, London. So if you live in any of these cities, I uh, recommend to you a lot. And I'm here with two special guests today to talk about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I'm sure that you are aware of that, SDGs for short. And the SDG summit that we had in New York in the UN General Assembly these past weeks. So let me just first introduce my colleague from Young Professionals Foreign Policy, Lina. Lina Stahl, how are you? And welcome to the show. Hi, Fabio. Thank you so much for this fantastic opportunity. I'm thrilled to be here today. And for those that do not know her, Lina leads the UN series at Young Professionals Foreign Policy. She has an extensive background in humanitarian affairs, peace and conflict studies. She has worked in international organizations worldwide, and she's pursuing her next steps in a career working in disaster risk management and humanitarian operations. And joining us also today, we have Ose Oregon. How are you, Ose? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. And the same for those that don't know, they, they are the 12 youth observer of the UNA, USA, and a journalist and community organizer passionate about LGBTQ plus rights and focusing a lot on queer and trans youth of color issues. Osa's work spans from LGBTQ plus policy to arts, culture, and she was the youth uh, observer in these uh, summits that we'll go into detail. So also it's a pleasure to, to have uh, this conversation with you and looking forward for the topic. So, all right, amazing that I've introduced the topic and our guests. I think we can go further into matter and we can dive into the topics of this uh, discussion. I think we're gonna have two main blocks. In the first one, we're going to discuss a little bit more about what the SDGs are, a little bit of their history, some context. And I think in the second block, we can go a little bit more into detail about also's experience in the UN General Assembly and SDG Summit these past uh, weeks. So, also, why don't we start just with the basics and give our listeners a quick recap on the SDGs. Uh, could you please explain us a little bit uh, why they were created, when they were created. So when people say SDGs, that stands for the Sustainable Development Goals. People also call them the Global Goals. And there are 17 goals, interconnected goals, that were designed by the United Nations and adopted by all UN member states in 2015. Um, they're essentially our call to action in order to address the inequities and challenges that we're facing across the world, um, including things like poverty, hunger, inequality, climate change, and environmental crises. Um, the SDGs came into reality after the United Nations Millennium Development Goals, which was the structure and the framework that we had prior to the Sustainable Development Goals. Um, there are some key differences between the two. For the Millennium Development Goals, they were a little bit more specific, and there were fewer of them. Um, and they were also geared towards 
individual countries um, and government solutions to fixing issues in individual countries. The sustainable development goals, there are more of them. They're more comprehensive and interconnected. They apply to all countries, regardless of their level of development. And they're designed to be implemented by all stakeholders, not only just government officials. Um, and so it's essentially a way, a framework for us as nations um, and everyone in those nations to essentially create change, positive change in our world. Quite surprising and important is also that the UN SDGs is the it is the universal and interconnected nature, as well as their ambition to address a wide range of global challenges. So not only the central principle of no one left behind is vital to acknowledge, but it is also their recognition of youth engagement in achieving the SDGs. So young people are seen as agents of change in their communities and youth movements and organizations play a significant role in holding governments and institutions accountable for progress. No, that's, that's a great summary as well. And I think, Lena, here you included a, a phrase that I wanted to maybe dig a little bit deeper and ask uh, also about it, because I feel like maybe SDGs sound as uh, mostly maybe a governmental issue where uh, national governments have the state, maybe uh, multinational companies as well. But what about the role of the individual, right? Like how can um, maybe even young people can actually get involved in pursuing this uh, 2030 agenda and actually make a difference? Is that something us as individuals we can do also? Or do you, what, what's your, uh, how do you see this? As we transition from the Millennium Development Goals to the Sustainable Development Goals, the onus for change has definitely transitioned from something that's primarily implemented by individual governments to something that's designated to be implemented by us all. So with the Sustainable Development Goals, they were created for not only governments and not only businesses, but individual people, whether that be adults, whether that be community groups, whether that be young people, to kind of take up their own initiatives and implement projects that are sustainable development goal related, it's really important to remember. So during UNGA, the United Nations General Assembly, Antonio Gutierrez gave a speech that a lot of folks are referencing that I think is really important that we discuss. We are halfway towards 2030, which is when we were supposed to achieve the sustainable development goals in their entirety, 100%. However, we are not halfway towards achieving the sustainable development goals. Um, so we have a lot of work to do to catch up, to be on target for that 2030 deadline. And so it's important that every individual, including young people, especially young people, um, feel not only obligated, but also motivated to participate and contribute to the achievement of the sustainable development goals. No, I, I agree. And I think also understanding what it is. I, I remember uh, taking a look at maybe in the past uh, years, uh, I feel like there's been this misunderstanding of what the SDGs actually are. And I, at least in Spain, in, in other countries in the EU, I, I feel like and people think that the 2030 agenda is something that it it, it, it's, it, it not even is. So, I mean, I, I feel like also see the bills, we have the responsibility to at least uh, understand at a global level what sort of initiatives and things are being moving forward uh, to help uh, not just climate, but so many issues that uh, need a lot of attention to. And uh, I don't know, Lina, uh, what's your... How do you see this? Do you think that the, us as, as young people, we have agency in uh, pursuing this, this agenda? Yes, absolutely. And it's so important, um, not just important um, because we are, have a new generation, but it's also important because we are the ones who are the next foreign policy leaders. So we need to care about it. and We need to make sure that we are achieving the SDGs.
As many of you are uh, aware, these past uh, weeks in September, we had the, the General Assembly and the SDG Summit in New York, where also you were uh, there. So I wanted to ask you a little bit, how was your experience? What sort of things uh, were discussed in the panels that you addressed? Uh, maybe if you could just give us a general couple of uh, ideas of your experience in there. So as part of my role as the UNA USA Youth Observer to the United Nations, I represented American youth at different panels and sessions at the UNGA, the United Nations General Assembly. I had the opportunity to speak on panels and also give a couple keynote addresses um, in addition to participating in roundtable discussions, all centered around empowering and allowing young people to become change agents related to the sustainable development goals. Um, some of the information was designated and geared towards other young people. Um, so for example, the International Youth Conference, which I had the opportunity to speak at, um, that was a panel of experts speaking to youth about how they can empower themselves and how they can find ways to ignite their communities to do work regarding the sustainable development goals. However, I also had the opportunity to talk to not youth, so our other stakeholders, our business leaders, our government officials, our, our adult leaders, and impress upon them the gravity of bringing young people to the table, not only to say that we're there, but to listen to our ideas and implement some of the initiatives that we're working on in our communities, in our towns. So I thought it was really special to not only have the opportunity to talk with other young people and make sure that they're fully equipped to do the work, but then also take that energy, that youth spirit, and bring it into rooms that were primarily focused on a adult learning um, and make sure that they knew that young people are not only ready to go, we're already doing the work and it's on them to make sure that the work that we're doing is integrated into SDG, sustainable development goal, growth and achievement. Yeah, not just in the in, in these particular topics, but in general, I feel like governments, uh, international institutions, they should not just support youth initiatives, but actually include uh, the youth in these discussions and in these topics. I mean, at the end, we do represent a huge part of the population and uh, everything that we, all, all the consequences of the actions of today will have uh, lasting uh, impact in our lives and in the future of the planet that we will inherit. So I think it's more than important for us to also be involved in this discussion. And uh, it's great that at least uh, you've got the chance to do that and, and be there. So I'm sure that that must have been an incredible experience as well. And uh, I don't know, maybe for this past, uh, this uh, coming uh, couple uh, minutes we have left for the for the podcast, I wanted to ask you a little bit more in detail uh, about a couple SDGs that you might uh, like a lot. I know you work a lot in uh, gender equality, reducing uh, inequalities as well. So maybe also, I don't know if you can go into detail about SDG 5, gender equality, things you've uh, worked in there, maybe um, both in your, uh, as your capacity as the observer in the UN and maybe previous works. What could you say? Is there, do you think that the world and the member states of the UN are properly following the, 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 the frameworks that this, this SDG is pursuing? Or do you think we're still far away from closing that, those, those gender gaps? We definitely have a long way to go. Um, and that's not only just my opinion, like that's the fact, like I referenced the speech that Ant Antonio Gutierrez gave, we, we are not on track to achieve any of our sustainable development goals. Um, so to, to blanket answer your question, no, we still have a lot of work to do. However, 
I want to touch upon the work that's being done, particularly in spaces around SDG 5 and SDG 10, so gender equality and reduced inequalities. Um, I come from a background of grassroots organizing, particularly focused in queer and trans people of color, like embodying and empowering LGBTQ youth and young people who are doing movement work and organizing work in the domestic side here in the United States whether that's surrounding LGBTQ equality, whether that's like supporting women, feminism, whether that's gender equality in regards to Black women, Black Lives Matter, the work that young organizers and activists are doing to empower their communities, whether they know it or not, that's work that's achieving the sustainable development goals. That's work that's helping to reduce inequalities in our country. That's work that's helping to achieve gender equity and gender parity. And so one thing that I think is really important for our young people to know is the work that they're doing in their communities just because it's work that they wanna do to make society better. That's probably related to the sustainable development goals, whether they know it or not. So I think some of our best SDG advocates don't even know that they're SDG advocates in their towns. Yeah, also, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, I had the opportunity to work a little bit in gender topics in my experience in the Mexican mission to the OECD. And definitely, even though I think there's been a huge increase in so many different aspects of this this fight against this discrimination, these differences in, in, in gender, there's still so much work still left to do in so many parts of the world. But I wanted to also maybe touch about on reducing inequalities. I know that SDG 10 focuses a little bit more on that. So Lina, maybe uh, if you can give us a little overview said was what does this SDG is trying to solve? Which uh, inequalities are there that the UN and this uh, broader 2030 agenda is trying to, to reduce? Yes, so let me touch upon a few strategies for youth involvement in reducing inequalities. So it's not just about raising awareness or social media promotion or um, engage in dialogue and networking collaboration in communities, but Another one I would like to point out is mentorship and peer support. And by offering mentorship and peer support to disadvantaged youth in our communities, we can help them to develop the skills and to access resources to overcome obstacles. So worth mentioning also is the participation of youth and peace-building efforts. And this we can do every day. So by engaging in peace-building initiatives that aim to resolve conflicts, not just across Europe or in the United States or in Africa, but across every community we have, we can aim to resolve conflict and promote social harmony. And we can also see that we can significantly, significantly contribute to reducing inequalities. That's a really valid point. And I think it's not just about talking about uh, reducing inequalities, but the little actions that you can take in your day-to-day -day life that do maybe make a difference. And something my grandfather used to tell me a lot is that it, it, it it's hard, you know, to do a world global change but if you can maybe impact a little bit in your community and the people that uh, you see in your day-to-day -day basis maybe that's where uh, that's where you can have an impact in your day-to-day -day life and maybe just to finish this conversation uh Austin and Lena I wanted to ask you uh what what sort of message do you think you can send to the to those young people that are passionate about the UN SDGs and they want to make a difference they don't want to see the world <laughs> burning flames what sort of message do you think you can send to young people and what kind of things you think we can do to not just raise awareness, but actually change uh, how things are moving forward. So seeing all those issues we're facing, challenges nowadays, can be so overwhelming. And I'm always telling myself, it's baby steps. It's about baby steps. So even if you're just doing some 
little work in your communities, it's still a start and it's a great start. And there you can grow, you can grow within your community and you can grow yourself. You can work on networking skills and you can spread the world and everything you do, even if it's just a tiny bit of what's out there is so helpful in helping overcoming and reducing inequalities and putting people back together and achieving the goals and achieving peace because that's what we're working towards and this is not this is not something we're just working at ypfp but this is everyone is doing every day and it is so important because we see all those things out there and we see those challenges and those problems we're facing those inequalities and by just starting by yourself and just doing a bit of work we can really do an impact we can make an impact and we can make a difference for on my end one of the things that i try to impress upon young folks and also the people who are empowering young people is we have a wealth a wealth of young people who are already doing so much work, whether it's through nonprofits that they founded, community collectives, individual organizing efforts. They're doing the work. We are doing the work. In some capacities, we don't need to provide young people with the framework for how to initiate SDG work because they're already doing it. And so what I really hope we can impress, impress upon folks is number one, making sure that you're letting folks know the work that you're doing and making sure that you're framing it like within the SDG framework so people can understand the impact of the community involvements you're doing. But also for our, our folks who support young people, um, instead of trying to figure out ways to encourage young people to do the work and encourage young people to get involved, I encourage you to instead find the young people who are involved and find the young people who are doing the work and empower them and uplift their initiatives and provide them with support, whether that's emotional support, financial support, other types of support, um, we should be supporting the youth that are already in the space um, and bringing in the youth that are in the space and don't know they're in the space. Um, and I think that that, that, uh, that level of support and, and community involvement will naturally and inherently bring other young people into the fold and inspire them to also start doing the work. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. I mean, at the end, uh, here in the podcast, we always talk about uh, global politics and uh, we talk about nations such as China, US, uh, Russia fighting over uh, every small piece of land all over. And, and we tend to forget about the things uh, that we could do to maybe improve the situation. It might be really hard to stop these global trends, but if there's a small uh, Selena has said baby steps we can take in our community, in uh, our schools, uh, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, uh, we should. I mean, it's true that uh, here we always talk from maybe a more of a realist angle, but we cannot not have a moral compass and understand the, the critical situation where the world is right now and the potential climate catastrophe that might come. So if uh, there is something we should all work as a species, is to conservate the amazing place where we live and to ensure a safe future for us and our future generations. But uh, folks, I don't want to get that depressed. I think it's uh, it has been a lovely conversation with both of you. Uh, really, uh, I really thank you for your time. Also, and Lena, I know it's uh, it's quite early there in the U.S. Here in Europe, it's getting quite late. But for all those listeners, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to this episode of uh, World Diplomacy. We hope you found this discussion as inspiring, as informative as myself. Just remember that while well, those collective efforts of individuals, especially young ones, can do 
drive that progress towards the 2030 agenda and implementing these this UN uh, goals. So stay tuned for any uh, following uh, episode and also for the next events that Young Professionals Foreign Policy is organizing in Brussels. Uh, you'll find the links to our socials and our website in the description below. So if you're around or if you're maybe in Washington, maybe New York, Toronto, London, the same. We have branches there too. It's been a pleasure and have have a nice one and see you see you soon. <laughs>